Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. There are people who launch books end up just having a nice thing to put on their shelves. Then there are people who launch books that transform their careers and their lives. As a former member of the first group, I strongly urge you to be part of the second. In this show, I talk to entrepreneurs and authors about how to intentionally launch the book that will serve as the best business card and marketing tool you've ever had. Get ready for takeoff. Well, hello there and welcome to my podcast. This is my Anna David. I talk to authors and experts about uh, how to launch a best-selling book that will transform your business. And while normally these are interviews, today I am doing a solo episode and it's going to be a series of solo episodes based on material in the book I'm currently writing. And the meta-ness of that is that the book is based on different interviews I've done in the podcast. So basically you're getting conglomerations of episodes that have created chapters that I'm now breaking down into episodes again. It's it's kind of awesome. The book, if you would like to get more information about the book, get advance notice, get bonuses, find out about the latest and greatest techniques when it comes to launching a book, go to AnnaDBook.com and you can sign up for that there. But this episode is it's something that I definitely talk about a lot, but this is the, if you've never heard me before, because you've sort of been like putting cotton in your ears and like, I don't want to hear this. Hear me now. Rose-colored publishing glasses will bite you in the ass. And the reason this needs to be said and reset and reset is that publishing somehow seems to inspire more delusions than Hugh Grant romantic comedies. Everybody thinks they're going to be the exception. And I get it. I thought I was going to be the exception. Six times, guess what? I never was the exception. You hear things like, oh, the average book sells 300 copies. Oh, um, you know, you're probably not going to become a bestseller, a New York Times bestselling author. By the way, I, I know I did become a New York Times bestselling author. And I never stopped talking about it because it was so monumental. Publishing was so broken by the time that happened to one of my books that I couldn't even afford the cab fare to the party for it. So this notion that uh, I'm going to write a book, it's going to be a massive bestseller, I'm going to get in the New York Times list, I'm going to be rich or whatever it is, is delusional. But it's kind of worse than that because what I see happening are people who are so convinced that they're going to be the expert that if you try to tell them the truth, like I'm doing now, they get really upset. And I learned this firsthand. Uh, I gathered beta readers for this book. And that is something um, when I had Rob Fitzpatrick on the uh, 
on the podcast, we talked about this. It's something he really recommends. I had never done it before. And so I decided to try it with this book because essentially I'm trying everything that I've heard people recommend on this show. I ended up gathering some people who were already on my list, maybe some of you listening, and then other people from Rob Fitzpatrick's site. Now, it was very interesting. Even though the comments were anonymous, it was very easy to tell um, which were the people that came from my list and which were the people that came from his site because the people that came from his site were universally so delusional about how publishing works. All the people from his site are aspiring authors who who kind of think they're going to be the exception. And all the people that were from my list, get, they didn't love everything, but they gave really constructive feedback. Now this, I, I, I actually copied and pasted some of the feedback that I got from these aspiring delusional authors. Comment one, I feel like you're really selling this book to me hard. I'm starting to lose interest. Then a few paragraphs later, this story is unrelatable. It makes you think you need to be famous. I'd cut it. <laughs> I talk about someone who took a, a writing course in order to write her book, and this person wrote, I doubt readers will have the luxury to take a 90-day writing course and much less the time to produce a manuscript in 45 days. I don't know how this story helps me. Then this feels like an article more than a how-to uh, then this is the first value I found in the book and it's buried. This feels classes and cold. Then she wrote, this book is trite. But I will say later I went back and other people had highlighted the part that she called trite and she seemed to have deleted her comment. By the by, she wrote me an email saying, it was my pleasure to read your book. <laughs> I've dropped some comments and will continue to do so. Hope they're helpful. And for the record, she spelled there. T-H-E-R-E. Um, my point is this. She 100% thought she was helping me. Um, another person who from that site who thought he was helping me um, said, uh, I wanted to let you know I started to read your book, but I opted out, started to feel disjointed. I was having a hard time staying with the premise. There are definitely some highlights. Um in the first chap few chapters, I'm happy to answer any questions you might ask. So these are people who, again, who have never written a book, who are happy to, um, you know, answer questions I may have for them. What that taught me, it really did hurt me, as you can tell from the fact that I'm still talking about it, it was months ago. But it really taught me, make it really clear who your book is for. My book is not for delusional wannabe writers who think they're going to sell a book to a big publisher and, uh, you know, be mammothly successful in all of those ways. My book is for successful entrepreneurs with very expansive mentalities who understand um, that a book can um, help them build authority in a way that nothing else can. So I was able to sort of revise the book, not sort of, completely revise the book and make it clear from the title, from every bit of material I put out there that, hi, this book is not for you. And I picture that beta reader, are these new people, and I'm like, this book is not for you. Anna here. Now, are you an entrepreneur who wants to write and publish a book about your own failures turned successes? Well, good news. That's what my company, Legacy Launchpad, does. Find out more at LegacyLaunchpadPub.com. That's LegacyLaunchpadPub.com. 
Now, should you do a book, you ask? I think so. Why? Because you're worth it. Now back to the show. So my point is not just make sure you know who your book is for, and maybe it'll actually help you to do what I did, which is get beta readers that were completely wrong for the book. But if you're a fragile soul like me, just get beta readers that are actually the people you want to read your book. But most importantly, be realistic about this. Don't have those road colored glasses. When I first got into publishing, um, Party Girl, we sold, my agent sold it to HarperCollins in 2005, and it came out in 2007. And this was really the golden era. I mean, there was a far more golden era, but it's uh, compared to right now, extreme golden era in publishing. Sex and the City was still a thing. And, you know, publishers and writers were very glamorous, and they went to lunch at this place called Michael's, and... Um, and and you got money when your book was optioned. And I was a journalist, and so I got book deals because there was no social media. So the way a platform was decreed was, did you have a name as a journalist? And and I did at the time that that mattered. Um, But it was... It was not what it appeared on the outside. And also, I feel like it really was a good time, 2005. And by the time I sold, my my next book came out, which was 2009, it had become a bad time. But the thing is, I don't think this is bad news. I think this is actually great news because the uh, gatekeepers have left the building. Um you know, for all that people rail against Amazon and what it's done to our society while we happily accept uh, getting our, you know, slippers that we don't need delivered later this afternoon, it, it has done wonders for writers um, and entrepreneurs everywhere because it has given us this ability to declare ourselves the chosen one and publish our books. That doesn't mean you should just, you know, you could uh, write and publish a book by the end of this episode, which is going to be very short. You shouldn't do that. You should do it at the very highest level. As I often say, Amazon forgives, but it doesn't forget. So if you put your book out there and it is not what you want it to be, you can put it to draft and it will just show as unavailable. But, you know, if you're someone like me, you you maybe put out a book with a title that's really embarrassing to you. Reach out to me on social media and I will tell you the title of that book and why it's so embarrassing and the fact that it won't go away really, really sucks. So don't do that. But but know that you you should hire the best experts to help you, but you don't need to have you know, submit your book over and over and over again to different agents and wait to hear if you're good enough and then have them submit to publishers and wait to hear if you're good enough and then have it released two years later and wait to see if you're good enough. You can decide you're good enough. There is nothing that a big publisher can do that you can't do for yourself by hiring people. Um, I have my books that I've published myself in bookstores. Well, my HarperCollins published books are not. I got on Good Morning America, the book I published myself. I could not for um, my HarperCollins published books. So I explain this to more people than I can count. 
And then I often get back this like kind of, yeah, but it'll be different for me because I'm going to sell only copies. Like, I don't really need to listen to this shit. And they compare themselves to the exception and not the rule. Um, and, and I see a few things happen. One of a few things. One, they feel bitterly disappointed when their book comes out and they never write another book. Two, they convince themselves they feel good about the situation and never admit to anyone that it didn't go the way they wanted it to, but it's really obvious. Three, they write more books thinking the next one will be the ticket. That's what I did six times. And four, they wise up, see that a book is the best tool that exists for establishing them as an expert and commit to doing a book that will enhance their authority. So I say, if you are lucky enough to hear this before you have to go through that or what I went through with my six books, um, you know, do it right the first time. Figure out, who do I serve? Now, if you're saying, well, I'm not an authority on anything, I highly, highly doubt that. Not only do studies show that podcast listeners are incredibly well-educated and intelligent, but I would bet you do something that you do very well. And if you can build a business around that and write a book that shows people both how to do it and shows other people that they can hire you to do it for them, um, you can have an incredibly successful career and actually be paid what you're worth. I think those who say that it's crass, uh, as, as my beta reader said, to talk about making money from a book, I get that there are people who have an issue with like combining art and commerce, but I have an issue with uh, relegating authors to being paid pennies. I think you should be paid well. But I also know that unless you're Glennon Doyle and the sun seems to shine on you, despite obvious reasons why, you're going to need a business to back it up. So that's my spiel. If you would like more hard to hear lessons, but actual tips and techniques that can make this happen for you, definitely go sign up uh, to get advanced notification about all things related to my book, which by the way, is the same title as this podcast on Good Authority. So that's it for this week. I'll talk to you next. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Now a request from me. If you've ever used any of the tips or techniques you've heard about from the show, please take a few seconds to give the show a rating or review and find out all about how my company, Legacy Launchpad, writes and launches books at www.legacylaunchpadpub.com. See you next week.